Hey everyone, welcome to the CyberLife Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. In this episode, I'm just going to share a video I did recently with Ken Mulford. Ken is an executive in sales over at Comcast Business, and we chatted a little bit about things like IoT or Internet of Things. We also talked about work from home and a little bit about the CyberLife show itself and what it's all about. So it's not too bad of an episode. It's about eight or nine minutes or so won't take you long to get through. I also want to give an update on the actual show itself, so the CyberLife TV show. There should be a soft launch coming in the next week or two. It's going to initially launch on a channel called Promote Her TV. So Promote Her TV, P-R-O-M-O-T-E, and then Her, H-E-R, and then TV. So Promote Her TV is actually a women's entrepreneur channel to empower and promote women entrepreneurs. However, my show is going to launch a few episodes on that channel as well, so it's available a little sooner than waiting on the other channel that it will fully launch on. So should be coming in the next week or two. I'll put out some info on LinkedIn once I know the exact date it's going to launch. The channel where my show will live like fully forever is called MechaStream TV, M-E-C-C-A, Stream TV. That show, that uh, channel is scheduled to come out in May. I don't have an exact date yet. So until I have that, I don't want to get people excited about that. But the initial show launch will be coming out on Promote Her TV. And you can find that in the iOS store, so the Apple store, or you can find it on Android. They've got an app called Promote Her TV. And you can download that app. You can watch my show. And there's, like I said, there's it's a channel for women entrepreneurs. So there's a lot of other shows that they have as well. So I definitely encourage you, if you're a woman listening, to this and and men as well but definitely if you're a woman it's a really really good place to be so definitely check it out promote her tv again my show should be coming out in the next week or two on that and i'll give all the updates on linkedin i'll post about them so stalk me on linkedin that's the one time it's cool to stalk me so stalk me on linkedin and you'll see the updates there so without further ado because you really can't go wrong when you put two cans in a room let's listen to the episode with myself and ken mofer all right, today we have Ken Underhill, host and producer of CyberLife with us on the call today. How are you doing, Ken? Doing great, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. So I, I know you're very busy, Ken. you got a lot to do. you got your show that you, you're producing. So with all of that said, I'm going to jump right into this, and we're going to start off with question one. Is that okay? That works for me. Fantastic. So Ken, you're in the cyber industry, and obviously... We know that that is uh, uh, an industry that is, is in need of professionals like yourself more and more as, as time goes on. 20 and 21 is a perfect example of how cyber, you know, cyber crimes and, and cyber attacks have really kind of increased over the last few years. And with that, we've seen a lot of remote work. You know, a lot of people are working from home. Um, you know, using their laptops, logging into VPN, and then sometimes, you know, doing some personal stuff before they log into the VPN as well. So with all of that said, what are some of the challenges that you have seen uh, with people working remotely today? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, Ken. I mean, the, the biggest challenges we're seeing with the use of like VPNs, which many organizations are moving away from, is the bandwidth issue. So everyone's trying to log in at the same time. The security issues, as, as you mentioned, users are doing whatever they want to on their own device. We don't know if their software is updated. Are they running Windows 95, for example, on their home computer? So there's a lot of variables there that when we have someone in office, we don't typically 
the experience. Uh, we more organizations are moving towards this the buzzword of zero trust, right? Doing the zero trust uh, uh, architecture, and so essentially what that is at a very very high level is instead of Ken being able to log in via VPN and access everything in the organization's network or whatever he's whatever he's able to access to, instead when Ken wants to get something, he's got to be authenticated. He's then given access to that application. And at no point is he, at least in theory, touching the organization's network. So everything's going over the internet. And it's in theory, again, a lot more secure because you're only getting limited access. All the connections are outbound. So in theory, again, you know, and I'm saying in theory a lot because nothing's hundred percent, right? And I want to stress that a lot and, and people in the industry know that. So in theory, the, everything's outbound connections. So an adversary couldn't get access to your organization's network. So that's where a lot of organizations are moving to is more of the zero trust infrastructure model. I think some of the estimates are over the next few years, like 70, 80% of orgs are gonna be moving in that direction. And then of course that second authentication, I think is huge. You know, Anytime I have the ability through banking systems, credit bureaus and things of that nature to be able to check that box and make sure that I get that text message with a code number, I, I take advantage of that every single time. I think that's you know something that's going to increase. You know, uh, when we're talking about putting out information on the internet uh, to ensure that everything is protected, and, and uh, it seems like the industry is just expanding on that uh, authentication uh, kind of moving forward. So it's great to see. So second question, Kit: uh, Internet of Things, edge computing artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, that's only going to progress as we kind of move forward. And I know there has, with that, there's a lot of challenges around cybersecurity for those industries. What are some of those challenges that you foresee in the future? Well, I think the, the number one challenge, and regardless of IoT and, and any other buzzwords, you know, we want to use out there playing buzzword bingo, the biggest challenge we've had for a long time is visibility. Right, we the typical organization we're bolting on all these security tools, some cases 40, 50, hundreds of tools, and we don't know the blind spots. We don't have the visibility, and there are some different things out there that kind of give us a little visibility, like in the cloud space, but we really don't have that visibility. So when we talk about IoT, or if we move into more of the conversation of like OT, the critical infrastructure stuff, we we just don't have the visibility into what's actually going on, like what what's out there, what can someone leverage against us because the adversary only has to be correct one time. We've got to be correct like every single time, which isn't feasible. It's not possible. So I think the challenge with a lot of these things is number one, visibility. And then the number two challenge is manufacturers of these devices. There's really no accountability. There's an executive order that they're trying to get in place I think right now for, uh, for software uh, uh, developers to basically have certain standards they have to meet of really what they should be doing anyways. So these right now in its current state, the manufacturers don't really have anything saying you need to produce secure code. They just push it out. Let's sell this thing. We need to make money for the organization and we'll figure it out later. Right. Well, once, once something has happened or breaches or part of our bug bounty program, like somebody will find the issue later and we'll fix it then. There's not a, a real push for let's fix it beforehand and push out secure code. So those, in my opinion, are the two main things. Number one, visibility. Number two being the coding aspect, the secure coding aspect of it. Yeah, and that legislation, I think, would, would uh, leaps and bounds, you know, obviously help that particular scenario. 
rather than just creating patches every other month to be able to, you know, correct some of those issues, you know, after the fact. So I agree 100%. And I heard a term, you know, that and I can't believe I never thought of this. And it's probably, you've probably heard it a thousand times as well. But, you know, there's a, a, a chance in our lifetime that it will change from the internet of things to the internet of everything, where you know, everything at some point might be connected to the internet. I mean, we're, we're pretty much getting there, right? We're, we're just mm -hmm. about there. You know, there, there, there's so many things coming out. And I think that we're pushing for so much technology of, hey, it's going to make our lives easier. But in reality, it's, I mean, I can speak from my experience. Technology's made my life more complicated because mm -hmm. I do more, I'm busier and stuff like that versus back when I grew up a little older than, than most out there. And I mean, you had to etch a sketch, right? You had the typewriter, you had the early computers, it wasn't so busy. You weren't so busy in life. And I think that we're, we're so focused on technology and, oh, it's going to make life easier, but really we're going to complicate things in my opinion. Uh, I, I agree. So, so last question, Ken, you, uh, as I mentioned in the, in the introduction, you're the host and producer of CyberLife. So I want to give you the opportunity to share with our viewers what CyberLife is, what are some of the topics that you talk about, and maybe most importantly, you know, uh, how is that relevant to us as you know, um, individuals on, in our daily lives. Yeah, sure. So CyberLife is a television show, a streaming TV show that's coming out actually in a couple of weeks from when Ken and I are filming this. And basically it's really designed to build more awareness around cybersecurity. So different topics that you might hear, the different buzzwords you might hear in the media, we're going to break that stuff down for you. We're going to interview industry experts in those areas and just have them share their journeys uh, as well. And then the other part of that is it's, trying to stimulate more interest in the industry, right? We need more people. We, need, we also need more diverse people and more diverse thought in the industry. And the show is really just more about reaching those people that typically wouldn't think of cyber or at least care about it so much. So that's kind of the premise of the show. Some of the topics in the early season are, uh, I do one episode with some local kids on forensics. So we, we dig through what I call forensic mud and, and have them find things. Uh, we do lock picking. Threat intelligence, I've got a couple of uh, industry people, Chris Cochran and Ron Eddings that a lot of people know about. They come on and talk a little bit about threat intelligence. Uh, former FBI agent Scott Augenbaum comes on in season one to share his insight on some very fundamental security things you can do to protect yourself and your family. Uh, just a number of guests, right? We've got women from the industry coming on. So um, I do, I have the first three seasons filmed. So there's a number of guests from the industry and always looking for more, more guests. So if you're in the industry out there, watching this video on uh, LinkedIn on Ken's channel, then by all means, reach out to me and happy to have you on the show. I really appreciate that, Ken. So uh, as I mentioned, I know you're busy, so I'm going to let you get back to your day, but I really appreciate you jumping on the call and answering a few questions and making sure that, you know, people understand a little bit more about some of the subjects that we discussed. But with that said, I'm going to go ahead and, and end this call and, and thank you again for your time, Ken. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ken. All right, we'll see you next time.